0: Less doing episode 92. Ari talks with Dr. Bill Walsh of the Walsh Institute about treating anxiety and depression with nutrients, how there are no bad seeds, and an unconventional approach to treating mental disorders.
1: Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Today's episode is sponsored by Virtual. Virtual is a virtual assistant service that I often recommend when people are looking for dedicated virtual assistants. As opposed to an on-demand service, a dedicated service like Virtual gives you one virtual assistant that you can always work with and they get to know your habits, they get to know how you like to do things, they can even receive some specific training on the things that you might need them to do. And their plans start at $399 a month for, again, a dedicated assistant. Now, a Zirtual assistant is a great asset to you because Zirtual takes the process of hiring out of your hands. They have a pretty rigorous application process. And if you're not happy with an assistant you're working with because of maybe a personality issue or just some something that doesn't jive, they can provide you with another one. And it, it's all under the same umbrella of one company. So I Highly, highly recommend people try Zirtual if you're looking for a dedicated assistant. And if you mention Ari Mizel or the Less Doing Podcast, you'll get $100 credit on your first month of service. Plus, you can try it for 14 days risk-free anyway. So, Zirtual, thank you for sponsoring this episode. Indeed. Thank you very much. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, doing good. It's, uh, I feel like fall is coming now quickly. It's getting cooler quicker. <laughs> it is. I thought it was going to warm up a bit, but boy, it's no. And I, I talked to somebody yeah. this morning who was going surfing today, so I, I thought that was kind of shocking personally. But um, oh. anyway, so today's interview is with uh, Dr. Bill Walsh of the Walsh Institute, and he's got a great book called Nutrient Power. And it's a, a really, really fascinating interview. And but basically, he talks about how a, a lot of mental issues and disorders and and violent behavior even are a result of certain nutrient imbalances that can be corrected through targeted nutrient therapy uh, rather than necessarily pharmaceuticals. So it was a great. Is this int- the
0: conference? The conference about it or something?
1: No, no, no. This was just this... Just a book? Oh, yeah, The Nutrient. A, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just a book. And he... I mean, it was just a, a really awesome conversation. So people are going to... I know everyone's going to love this. Oh, but I see
0: that, that that there is a, like, a symposium on October the 19th.
1: Oh, that that's it. right. Yeah, well, yeah. With his yeah. institute, they are having yeah. one. But yeah, I don't... I'm, no,
0: I'd be really interested to to read about this because, I mean, you know, all of this... All, of, all the brain imbalance, all of these, you know, disorders are you know, basically chemical imbalances in the brain, right?
1: Right, yeah, that's, that's the, the the reasoning, uh, or the, the theory at least. And, uh, he, I mean, he actually goes so far as to propose that several of the, not recent, I guess recent, but several of the school shootings that have happened have been a result of specific brain chemical imbalances, which is kind of amazing to think of it that way. But you, you'll have to hear the explanation that he gives. So. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's go right into links. So I've got kind of a, a random smattering of links this week. There was, there was a lot that I found in the last couple of weeks, and I, I needed to sort of spread these out among different podcasts. But there was one that caught my eye called Ship It To, and it's not a particularly sexy-looking website or even a sexy-looking service. But what it does, I think, is really valuable. Basically, you can shop for things in the U.S. and have the packages forwarded to you anywhere in the world.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about a couple services like this before. Not like this specifically, but we talked about that one before where people can, you know, become couriers for you from other countries and stuff. But there's a lot of products that you can only get in the U.S. And it's not because of legality or anything necessarily. It's just because maybe they don't have expanded distribution, whatever it might be. And where I found this actually was because Sam, you know, who does all our marketing stuff, moved Mm -hmm. to Poland recently. And he he could not get Bulletproof Coffee. So Uh, uh, we found this. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no monthly fees. They'll store things for up to 90 days, which is pretty oh, really? cool. Yeah, and uh, they will forward the packages, and it's it's like a it's like a one dollar processing fee per package. It's pretty amazing. Wow. So pl- So I mean, of course, you have to pay for shipping, but with cheap shipping and the purchase price, it 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 seems like oftentimes it would be a lot cheaper to do it this way. So right. pretty cool. No, no, that's really cool. When my family asks for stuff, I can just send them here. Yes, exactly. One less thing for you to have to do yourself. Uh, There was a great article in Medical News Today about – the title of the article was What Kinds of Exercise Can Boost Long-Term Memory? And uh, I think you'll appreciate this considering the workout that you and I just did recently. But basically what they found was that as little as 20 minutes of resistance training, so strength training exercise, can improve your long-term memory. Oh, really wow. yeah You would have
0: thought those are connected
1: yeah i know so mm. hit the hit the weights and you might improve your memory <laughs> yeah which is great so yeah. uh and speaking of which i didn't put this in the links and i'm actually going to now but <clears throat> felix and i tried a new workout last week um i really a lot of people are not into dvd workouts but i actually really love like at home dvd workouts i think that they're they're very effective and oddly motivating for me yeah least. exactly oddly motivating it's
0: it's a good distraction you're, you're not like just thinking about the pain that you're going through there's actually something to focus on and keep you going
1: yeah and and, and, and also see
0: this guy's hilarious commentary which wasn't supposed to be hilarious. well that's right exactly <laughs> that's what i was gonna say it's so,
1: like the dialogue is so stupid honestly like uh the, the, <laughs> you, you i so i'm doing this this actual program which is a, a six day a week workout and I have never been sore like this because honestly, well okay, so but, so what the workout is by the way, it's called <laughs> it's called Body Beast. Uh and it's basically I've never done any workout like this before, but the whole purpose of this workout is to make it's you bigger. It's to become huge, to become huge. huge. So I did the leg workout the day after we did our workout Felix and he said you're going to become like Quadzilla. Though <laughs> so I can't get that on my yeah, mind. That sounds
0: um well, I think if anyone needs that, I do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, it, it's, it's actually really cool. And it's, I, 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 I do, I want to gain muscle and I just want to get a little bigger. I, I'm not so worried about being fit per se. So this is a, it's, a, it's a very yeah, sort of typical bodybuilder style workout, but mm. uh, it's great. It, and any workout that makes me sore, I feel like is being effective. So... I like it. Uh, so but, you've been doing it every day then? I've been doing it, yeah, That's every day. It's a five day a week one. It's right? a six that, day a week actually. Oh, six day a week. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yesterday was was chest and try again, which is yeah. what we did. Yeah, have was
0: to a put day. a link in the show notes because I mean to see the, the just the photo of the on the front of the beast workout is you know the body beast, the body beast. It gets gets the uh, gets the blood the, pumping. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So now the, the, there's a device here that I want to talk about called Epiphany Eyewear, and again, this is something that's there. So this is eyeglasses that will record video, and it's not the first one to come out with this, but these are the first ones that I've seen that actually look decent and look kind of unobtrusive. Yeah. There was a, a there was yeah. several products before that were on Kickstarter that n- n- never really got out into the real world. Uh, this one you actually can buy. And they have an eight gig, a sixteen gig, and thirty-two gig one, and it—they just look like normal glasses, and you can record video. Well, well, hang on, hang on. They could have
0: made them a little bit more normal. <laughs> well, <laughs> they a little bit. They—they look kind of hipsterish. A little bit too big. <laughs> they look a little hipsterish. They do look a little hipsterish, but they could just be—they could—they could tweak that a bit. But yeah, it's not—it's not bad. Yeah, they—they—they're they're, they're not looking like the these sort of clear glass google glass ones with the little thing on the right the screen you know it's not like they're trying to
1: look like normal glasses but yeah it's good i'd be curious to check this out yeah <laughs> so i just think like in like sort of like life blogging and and sharing information and not not like in a vain way but if you really if you want to do something where you need to work with your hands for instance like if you're trying to demonstrate something i think it's kind of cool it gives you that that extra perspective that is very good yeah that would be really cool actually um, or even for a workout, you know, if you want to show like a grip or something, or like a golf grip, I think it'd be kind of kind of neat. So uh, there was an article on CNN, which is not a source that I'm often quoting from, but they they were talking about Carlos Slim, who is the the wealthiest man in the world, and uh, he's worth 83 billion dollars right now, mm-hmm. and basically he is. Putting out there, he believes that we are heading towards a three-day work week. Oh yeah, which I think is great. I think it's really great to hear someone of that success level say that. And basically, what he's saying is, it's mainly going to be a financial economy, and essentially that uh, there's they're developing better infrastructures, and people can sort of run businesses in a different way than they used to, and that. People are going to basically be able to work three very effective days and get yeah, higher right. wages and all this stuff. And, it, you know, he doesn't exactly lay out a plan of how that's going to happen, but I, I, I like it that someone out there is saying that because, you know, yeah, there's, a, right. there's this mentality that you have to work yourself to the, the bone, time. Kind of. yeah, yeah, all the right. time. And, right. and that may be true if you want to make billions and billions of dollars, but some people don't realize that they don't necessarily need that or want that. And uh, again, I just, it's great to hear somebody of that level saying something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So I like that. Um, There's a cool uh, app that I'm actually going to start using, and people should expect to start seeing stuff from this soon. But it's called Maker without the E. So M A K R. And it's an app that you can basically design like a logo or an image of some sort, but then you can really easily put it on products and sell them very easily. So, uh, you know, there's lots of services that do this. You can do like t shirts and stuff, and Zazzle, you know, who's previously supported our show with those free less doing t-shirts but this this is uh some really cool stuff i mean you can do business cards and stickers and labels and stuff but they have like tote bags and um even temporary tattoos and things like that so a,
0: it looks really cool yeah, yeah it's
1: really neat stuff so it's like if you're trying to build a brand or you just want to do fun stuff this app actually makes it really easy and you can sell them without having to go through too much of a hassle so uh, oh, i like it cool. That's really clever. Yeah, so people should expect to see some less doing stuff available this way soon, I hope.
0: That's a great idea. Yeah.
1: Uh, so then there's another website, sort of same idea, but, uh, it's called art cling and it's basically custom art that is, uh, statically, it'll static cling to your wall. So the reason I, I like this actually is because, you know, we have kids and it's really cool to be able to put, it, it's a reusable self adhering piece of fabric basically. And you can put any image you want on it. So I thought for like a kid's room or something, this is really cool. I mean, they show it, you know, you can put like your, your your wedding photo on your wall or something like that but i I would actually see using this for some really like fun stuff you can do a life-size human cutout for instance so like if your kid's really into superman or (laughs) that's cool yeah by the way this is really funny we had a moment this morning we we uh got i i went to the drugstore to to pick up some stuff and I just decided because I'm really bad about filtering about toys, I just decided to grab a couple action figures and there were these two packages of, uh, there were like four bucks, it was uh, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and I got two of those so we put those, I brought them in the car and and, uh, Anna started handing them out and she's like, look, it's Batman and I was like honey, no, that's not Batman, right? That's Darth Vader and she's like, what do you want from me? I have three boys, I'm trying (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, from a family of girls, you know? Yeah, yeah. well,
1: But it's like, come on. Batman has a bat on his chest. Right. <laughs> um, so the next service. Th- okay. So this one is really, really useful. And actually, this is something that I, I, I think that we will be using as well because Sam has been doing all sorts of videos for us. And, uh, you know, you, Felix has done the music for some of our recent sales videos. So this service called Stringer, basically what they're saying is that you can put out there the video that you need and within an hour you will have that video. So anything you want video. And obviously, I mean, not obviously, but I'm assuming that this is mostly for like B-roll stuff. But if if you say like I need video of uh, the Thames River, you know, with boats going by it, basically Mm -hmm. like within an hour someone will make that video for you. Wow. Yeah.
0: Where is this? <laughs> this is great. Isn't that Where cool? Is it?
1: It's called Stringer. So, uh, and, and you can think of all sorts of uses for this. It's like, oh, God, you know, like I, I just I need a video of a zoo right now. Or like I need, and of course, you, you know, you can go to stock video sites, but maybe you want uh, a video of a giraffe and then a hippo, you know, or like you, yeah. it actually might be easier and you might get something unique this way. And the yeah. thing is that what they're showing is it's freelance photographers and videographers, but they can do it from their phone. So they can just go do the video, upload it, and you're done. Wow. I think it's great. It's like having, that is really cool. it, did, it takes yeah. the idea of like having eyes around the world to a, a new level, which in a really cool way. Yeah. Um, so another one now is there's a, an app called pine and pine is very basic. It's it, they say it's your daily check-in, but essentially what it's asking you at various points is how are you doing today? And you know, you can say I'm feeling good. I'm not good. I'm stressed, whatever it might be. It's, it's essentially mood tracking. And I put this out there. I'd love to hear people's feedback on this if they try it, because mood tracking is historically a very difficult thing to do. And I think we, you know, we've talked about a couple other services that do this before. But the problem, and Chris Dancy, who is who I've interviewed before, put this really well. Is he said that the, the mood that you're recording is actually the mood you're about to enter. And I, I can't explain it as well as he did, but basically, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. And so it's it's not necessarily the mood that you're in because of an effect of something that happened or like it's hard to basically create the cause and effect there essentially. So I, I, am always interested in these services that do mood tracking and I'm, I'd be curious to hear anybody's feedback on pine. Mm. Um, And then I got two more links before we get to your stuff. Uh, One is ChangeLane, and you know, just like I love these on-demand services. I love the like Uber for this, you know, Uber for that. So this is Uber for car maintenance so basically, you say, you know, like, I need my tires changed, and someone will come and do it wherever you are. Or I need my oil changed, for instance. And that I,
0: is quite possibly the best Uber scenario that cool? <laughs> could exist. Yeah, assuming so, it's, I mean, it's good and everything. The but,
1: thing is, is like out here where where you and I live <clears> right now, like I can get my oil changed. I, well, I can change my own oil in probably like 15 minutes, but I can go to a place and they'll change it and it'll probably take a half an hour. It's not a big deal, but it is still annoying. No, no,
0: no. It's the most annoying thing. We have to like drive the car and get take two cars, drop it off for the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it is quite annoying. No, so this it's, is uh, it's pretty much the most annoying, tedious
1: task that, wow. Well, that you can think of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have you change my own. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I used to really like doing it, but it's not a good use of my time right now. Yeah, right. Uh okay, so then the last thing is because I always have to have a Kickstarter project, is cool. Notion. So Notion is one of a long line of services. I'm, I'm right. signing
0: up for this change lane thing.
1: Oh good, okay. So yeah. Notion is like Uh, smart things or tag or all these little devices that are sensors of some sort. But I love this one because it's very advanced, me and it's very small. So the sensor itself is like a a tiny hockey puck. And this, uh, not even actually, that's not even fair. It's probably like a a third of a a hockey puck. And each sensor can detect acceleration, water, sound, temperature, light, Orientation, natural frequency, and proximity. So they're very, very advanced sensors. So, it, like detecting light. I mean, it can you can put it in your fridge, and every time you open the fridge and the light comes on, it can it can notify you of that. Wow. Uh, yeah, it can hear if a uh, a smoke alarm goes off. It can tell if a window breaks, or it, it can actually detect how full a propane tank is based on the the uh, the piezoelectric transducer that it has. Temperature, uh, gyroscope can tell you if a window or a door opens. So, like it's, you know, a lot of times with the other devices, you would have had to have one device for each of those kinds of sensors. Yeah, each of these devices has all those sensors in it. Uh, okay, wow. So I think this is really cool. You know, you that put does look really cool. I mean, you can tell uh, if a door is open, if a cabinet's open, if a drawer is open. You can tell uh, if somebody turns or somebody leaves the light on somewhere. Um, you know, we could use this for the the laundry finished detector thing we were talking about last time like so it this is really really cool and i uh, i can't wait for this to come out but it's it's already been fun i mean it's it's met its goal of funding on kickstarter so it will be made now there's the, the, there was one that we looked at which was similar to
0: this um f- a few months ago which would be able to work um it had quite a big range i seem to remember
1: yeah, and I'm I, I, I'm forgetting the name. I know you're talking about, but this one definitely has more sensors in each device for sure.
0: Okay, it looks really yeah yeah right. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of which, how is your um your little bits tool
1: that you have uh, set up? You know or, what I have, have to set tweak that up it. Yet? I have to mm-hmm. tweak it because what I so the person someone posted this on the little bits forum about how to do a laundry sensor, and there and I did what they did, and it's based on sound. So mm-hmm. it does work. The problem is, is that it's not. It, it so it certainly reacts to the sound of the laundry finishing. That you know ridiculous like chiming sound that it does. Ridiculous! It's what the trout that's playing?
0: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we have the same. What is that? Think it, it, it plays the melody. Plays yeah, yeah. The, but the what Schubert is the melody? melody? I think it's uh, the trout by Schubert, but I'm probably getting it completely wrong. Oh, okay. That's yeah. funny. Well, yeah. only you would know that. <laughs> well, Claire was, I'm getting this from Claire, so yeah. Oh, and okay. in fact, I think that's, that's, that's the sole reason my wife wanted those particular dryer. <laughs> that's <what laughs> dryers. That's watch your own dryers, because they
1: both make that whole thing.
0: And it d- plays the whole melody, it doesn't like play five seconds of it. Yeah, no, I know, anyway, that's
1: I'm kind of I'm the getting problem. The old- but so it, it reacts to that and it works and it's great. But it also reacts to when I like shut the door of the of the dryer. Uh, so you know it's, uh, okay. it's basically working four times more than it should. But mm-hmm. um, so I have to figure that. Out. I got to tweak that a little bit. Yeah. But it yeah. works.
0: Well, I'm having a similar issue with the uh, the Wemo inside switch that you recommended. Right. Yeah, you were telling me. Um, so um, so I've got to tweak that. <laughs> but well, we will so- report back when we have our. Um, our laundry sensors and ready and we can post our recipes for everyone to do the same big issues
1: in the Mizell
0: and Bird households (laughs) I feel that I feel like half of the um, half of the projects half of this podcast has been devoted to tweaking um, our laundry notifications (laughs) (laughs) we should just call it
1: the laundry notification podcast we do this experimentation so that you don't have to exactly Yeah. Speaking of experimentation, how's the Lumo
0: Lift? The Lumo Lift is fantastic, and I'm really, really impressed. So Ari lent me his Lumo Lift, and um, it's this device which trains you in your posture. And uh, Ari's mentioned it before, and um, you know, I desperately, I have pretty bad posture, or I need to stand up straighter, and. you put this tiny little thing under your shirt, and it's magnetic. You tap it a couple of times, and then you enter this a coaching session for however long you want. There's an app to go with it, and it will buzz if you're simply not standing up straight. And it's great. It's, I mean, it's fantastic. Well,
1: and I mean, the the importance of posture should not be, uh, like devalued at all because it has effects on your energy about how you know your performance and everything I mean so yeah. you're actually noticing an effect well
0: yeah because I mean it, your
1: your posture if you walk in standing up
0: straight you look you look about two inches taller which is a noticeable difference and then other people notice you looking good and so they respond differently to you which boosts your confidence and so it's this, this this cycle of uh, this, you know, positive cycle that it um, creates.
1: Yeah, that's, that's if, uh, great. Um, and then, so you have one other link to talk about, right?
0: Yeah. What have we got? Um, sorry, I'm trying to find the link here. Uh, oh, yeah. So I just wanted to. I mean, this is something else that um, one of our readers, um, one of our listeners, called in about um, about looking for ways to get news. Um. And I just wanted to reiterate this one because it's something I use every day, and I really, really like it. It saves me a lot of time. It's uh, the readers, the listeners' question was, "How do I stay up on up to date with the news?" And one of the things we came back with, I think, was this link about ten things you need to know today, and it's from the Week magazine. And there's an IFTTT recipe for it, and there's also like a direct link to it. But I get this in the inbox every day, and I feel like it does a really good job of keeping me up to date. And it just emails you ten things that the ten sort of most important things you need to know. And if one of those piques my interest, um, I'll go and read it more in depth. But at least it's just one short paragraph on everything that's happening, so you can um, keep abreast of what's
1: happening in the world. And now, is that is the week? Uh, I know the the week publication, but is that a channel itself, or are you had you had you make that set up that?
0: Uh, a bunch of people have made that into a an ifttt recipe but there is actually you can just go to you can go if you don't have ifttt set up you could i've put in a link here that the week magazine has a direct email well they will just send you that those 10 um most important things each day
1: awesome awesome but
0: i'm using the ifttt recipe
1: cool well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I, I've been uh, playing around with Circa, actually, for news updates, but I'm not loving it. It's almost too brief, I'm finding. I, so, I,
0: I was using Circa as well. Yeah, I, I'm finding it's like almost too brief. Well, what did you... Oh, yeah, because it's very hard to get any... It's only like one short paragraph, I found. Right, exactly, yeah. You can follow a news story, which is cool. Um, like, for example, I followed the, the Malaysia Airlines flight, which went down, um, and it gives me updates on that. But then it's just not quite enough. It would be good if they had a link to the whole article. They don't seem to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. That would be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. So that's that's all I have for this episode. What about you?
0: Uh, that is all I have. We'll have to stay tuned for the next episode to get my, the rest of my links. <laughs>
1: All right, well, I'm going to have to get out of the habit of saying next week now because we're, we're, we're so on top of our podcast production schedule. Uh, so enjoy the interview with Bill Walsh and tune in in a few days for episode 93 with JJ Virgin.
0: Cool. And that will be on what? On Sunday? That's right. Yeah.
1: Mm, no, we're, gonna, we're Monday. Wait, I'm sorry. This, uh, we're coming out on <coughs> Thursdays and Mondays. Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. We if, are? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm so sorry. Wednesday Technically, it's, it's late the night before, so it's 11 p.m. on Sundays, uh, and 11 p.m. on Wednesdays. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Depending on where you are in the world, exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
0: That's good. Well, okay, keep cool.
1: in mind we have a lot of Australian listeners. So, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Big shout out
0: to all you folks in Australia.
1: Yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Thanks. Nice. Now I'm speaking with Dr. Bill Walsh, PhD, who is the author of Nutrient Power and also the founder of the Walsh Research Institute. So, um, Dr. Walsh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Well, good morning. So, first of all, just let's tell everybody what Nutrient Power is. Like, what, how, did, how did the book come about and, and you know, what is your, your area of study for the most part?
2: Well, my area of study basically is brain science and uh, how to help people with problems like depression and anxiety and ADHD and mental illness, severe mental illness, uh, using natural methods, especially nutrients.
1: Okay. So that's, the, I mean, right away that, I mean, well, I was already excited, but that gets, that, I'm sure that's going to get a lot of our listeners excited. So. One of the things, not to sort of jump around too much, but one of the things that I, I found really fascinating when I heard a previous interview that you had done was talking about how basically like criminals and stuff and how you didn't believe that there was really like a bad seed.
2: Well, that's true. Uh, this all began for me about 35 years ago when I was working as a scientist at Argonne National Laboratory in Illinois. I became a, a, prisoner volu- a prison volunteer, and I actually started up a, an ex-offender program trying to uh, – Uh, you know, try to reduce crime and violence in a a, a small way by helping people, uh, prisoners, readjust back into society. And I, I got to know, uh, a lot of criminals and I got to know their background and I, um, eventually came to find out that they were quite different from the rest of the population. And, and in talking to their families, their parents, uh, I found out that most of them said they knew there was something wrong with this child by the time they were two years old. And, uh, so we started, um, we started off as sort of a do-gooder prison volunteer effort. I had 125 volunteers at one time. And then we sort of morphed into science, and we started studying um, death row criminals, and we started studying ex-convicts and, and violent children, uh, trying to see if they were different biochemically, whether they had differences in their, in their body chemistry or brain chemistry. So that's how it all began, and um, and it's all, it's now 35 years later, and uh, it's it's really led to quite a bit. We've um, I'm I'm just um, we we've now got a uh, a proposal for reducing crime and violence in the USA, and I I think it's something that would work if only we could get um, everybody to do it.
1: Well, and so what what. Yeah, the main points that you found i mean, obviously, so one of the things you found was that it's very different for every person, right? How you treat those def- deficiencies, I guess.
2: Well, deficiencies, but also overloads. We found right. out that that uh, overloads of nutrients can cause more mischief than deficiencies. But yes, what we need to do is to identify what a person's basic uh, chemistry is and find out where where uh, nutrient levels that have gone wrong especially those that have a lot to do with neurotransmitters and brain function. And then simply to, it's a medical procedure then, to adjust and normalize these levels. And uh, we've had great success, uh, especially with behavior and depression and anxiety, and even with autism and schizophrenia.
1: Well, okay, so now, first of all, how, how are you testing for these deficiencies or you know, overloads?
2: Well, even though there are more than 300 important nutrients in the body, we've learned there's only about six or seven that have a really uh, direct, important effect on mental, on, on brain function and mental health. And so we, we have to do specialized lab tests, blood and urine tests, uh, to identify uh, what a person's individual chemistry is. So if we get a violent child, and, and we've worked with... Uh, really, about ten thousand of them over the years. Uh, violent children or adults. Uh, most of them have pretty striking abnormalities in in, uh, in biochemicals, nutrient nutrients, you might say, that have a lot to do
1: with their ability
2: to control their behavior.
1: So, can you tell? I mean, can talk about what some of those are? Those primary six.
2: Well probably number one uh it's it's a it's an unusual case if we don't find zinc deficiency in a in a in a person with a behavior problem, and many of them have copper overload or copper deficiency sociopaths for example those with antisocial personality disorder almost all of them are very low in copper whereas people with what psychiatry calls intermittent explosive disorder people who have a wild temper uh, and <laughs> uh they they tend to have extremely high copper levels and and so it's a matter of finding out uh who a person is biochemically and then just normalizing their chemistry and normalizing their brain function
1: okay so that's very interesting about the zinc and the uh and the copper particularly so now do you see certain populations, for instance, or like, I'm just curious, like how somebody would get a copper overload, you know, like, is there parts of the country, for instance, or parts of the world where people get a lot of copper in their diet or, or is that anything you're seeing?
2: Well, copper, basically, uh, we, we have, copper is so important to mental health that it's homeostatically controlled in the body, which means the body has a system for normalizing it no matter no matter what. So even if you chew on copper bars, your blood levels should be normal if that system is working. That system does not work for certain people and it's a genetic issue usually. Some people are born without the ability to normalize copper and so their levels can go sky high or very low and a uh, disaster can result from that. Uh, if I can, I'd like to mention that it's not just metal metabolism but also there are methylation disorders that are important. People can be under-methylated or over-methylated. They might have pyrrole disorders B6 deficiency is another uh, another uh, deficiency we that we see really often in troubled people, and and B6 has everything to do, or a very major part, in the synthesis of neuro, of neurotransmitters, especially serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. So, uh, if a person has a uh, a major chemical imbalance in one of these uh, key nutrients that has to do with brain brain uh, function, you can expect they're they're going to have a problem, and many of them do. And the good news is, most of them improve beautifully once we normalize their chemistry.
1: Well, and and, I mean, which is amazing. So now, but again, if you see somebody with an overload of copper, for instance, or they're not they're not uh, processing copper properly, what is the dietary change? Are you doing chelation, or what is what is the dietary or the nutrient you know therapy for that?
2: Well, actually, there is a protein that uh, is genetically expressed called metallothionine that regulates that's supposed to be regulating copper. And and it's stimulated and really by zinc. So the first thing has elevated copper. Well, for one thing, we have to keep them away from uh, sources of copper. I mean, we want to make sure they don't they don't get exposed to copper. They, they, they these people would get worse if they took uh, multiple vitamins with copper, for example. These people. Um, but um, usually, just by normalizing zinc levels, that gets your genetic expression of this protein, uh, this normalizing protein. Going and it takes about 60 days to do that. Um, and and uh, yes, we have to make sure that they don't get exposed. For example, swimming pools are loaded, most of them are loaded with, with copper sulfate to kill the algae. Well, uh, people with this problem need to avoid those pools uh, and they need to avoid foods that, ha- that are really high in copper. Some people who have this problem might be allergic to, to shellfish, for example, because that's really high in copper.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So, it, I mean, now, and it's not quite like an. I mean, obviously, this is not just like an allergy. Of course, where it's a, it's a totally separate pathway that we're talking about. They're, they're simply not producing, or they're not activating the proteins necessary to break these foods down correctly. These nutrients, right?
2: That's right. It's, and it's uh, most people are born with, uh, uh, with the either the ability or, or the inability manage this and and so it's something that i'd say it's a problem that some people are born with and the good news is that it's correctable
1: right okay so now do you see similar pathways that are leading to violent behavior as are leading to depression anxiety or those like opposite ends of the spectrum
2: uh, I just got back from the American Psychiatric Association annual meeting and uh I was invited to give a talk on depression and basically the uh psychiatric world unfortunately still has a misconception about depression they they think of depression as a single disorder uh involving low serotonin activity and throughout the world if a person has depression uh they're probably going to be given Prozac or Paxil or one of these SSRI antidepressants but, but, I've got probably the world's biggest chemistry database for depression in over more than three thousand two hundred cases. And uh, what we've learned is that depression is an umbrella term that's used to describe completely different disorders. and there are uh, and so what I reported at the APA to to the psychiatrist there was that uh, really uh, they 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 need to identify, what type of depression a person has. There, there are at least five completely different biotypes of depression, and each one needs a different therapy because there's different neurotransmitter abnormalities involved. Um, one of these types of depression, are uh, 20% of them actually are people who get dramatically worse if they take an antidepressant drug. And, and, and so, so I, I, I urge psychiatrists to do simple, inexpensive blood tests to determine who would be a good candidate or, or who must avoid SRI, SSRI, antidepressants.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I actually know, uh, I have a friend whose brother, they believe, died of serotonin syndrome, actually, after being put on antidepressants. So I, that's, yeah, I, I, it's really interesting to see that there's that breakdown. In fact, I was recently at a conference, and Dr. Uh, Daniel Amen was there, and he's written about how there's seven different types of ADD, and it's a very similar thing, too, if you, if you prescribe... Uh, certain things to somebody with a certain type of ADD, it's going to make it worse.
2: That's correct. Daniel Lehman is someone who I've connected with over the years, and and uh, he he focuses on brain scan and structural differences um, uh, in, in people with disorders. But uh, yeah, the 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 you have to find out uh, what a person's specific biochemistry is, and a person with depression might have any of you know one of five completely different disorders. And 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 so you have to find out what their biochemical individuality is. I think that's the key to all of this.
1: Is there a similar breakdown when it comes to anxiety? Because you know, I I, I heard a really elegant uh, description actually the other day about the difference between depression and anxiety, which was that depression is uh, basically an obsession with the past, and anxiety is a depression. Uh, ex- sorry, a uh, obsession with the future. So, um, do you see a breakdown with anxiety too that way?
2: Well, that's an interesting way to try to, uh, describe anxiety and depression and the differences. But there's really a, a wide variety of types of anxiety. Uh, for example, people with under-methylation have extreme internal anxiety behind a calm exterior and nobody can see it. Whereas there are other forms of anxiety where everybody can tell that somebody's anxious. We all have seen people who are just, you know, wired and very, very anxious. Uh, and, and uh, in one case, low serotonin activity can cause the first kind of depression I mentioned, uh, high internal anxiety that most p- other people can't see, but uh, people with the opposite kind of biochemistry with extraordinarily high norepinephrine levels and, and even high serotonin levels, uh, they, they have a different form of anxiety. But um, most of it's um, uh, based on innate bio- biochemistry and body chemistry. And and yes, there are drugs that can, that can assist some people, although usually with side effects, but we're finding that nutrient therapy, if done carefully and scientifically, uh, can very often correct the problem without having to use a drug.
1: And also, so your form of nutrient therapy, is it, is it more typically in the form of supplements or foods or both, or?
2: Well, we'd rather do it with foods if we could, but a person, uh, the problem is that the imbalances are usually so, so profound that you, you could not need that much food. And so we have to we have to do it with supplements. For example, we have a lot of patients who might be taking as much as uh, seventy five or hundred milligrams of zinc a day, whereas uh, uh, most people don't need zinc at all because they get enough from their diet. Uh, but if a person has a, a tendency for zinc deficiency, uh, we can normalize it with supplements. And the same is true with whether it's a methylation disorder, pyrrole disorder. Uh, some people have malabsorption. We have to worry about glucose control. But it, basically, it's a medical procedure. The way to do this right is to go to a doctor who is experienced in this kind of work, knows how to do the testing, evaluate the results, and then put you on a supplement program that will normalize your chemistry.
1: Okay. So now I want to back up to the different kinds of depression in the treatment actually because uh, one of the things that I have heard you talk about before also was uh, the, the sort of prevalence of antidepressants being prescribed to sort of teenage boys and then the, the suicide, like actually having a side effect of suicidal thoughts, which is unbelievable to actually list that as a side effect. But uh, you've talked about that as well.
2: Yeah, I do. And it's that uh, 20% of people, I call it low folate depression. 20% of all people with depression, at least of the thousands that, that, that we've seen, have this, uh, you might call it a, a serotonin syndrome, but basically they get worse if their serotonin level that is, 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 is increased, their serotonin activity. And there have been 50 major school shootings over the last 20 years. And, and having studied that, and many people have studied this, and what we find is, is that these people are different? They're not like other behavior-disordered people. I've seen, I've worked with more than 10,000 cases of people with, with violent behavior, and and most of them are are having problems by the time they're four, five, six years old. The school shooters were different. They're just different. And what typically happens in, in more than 45 of the 50 cases? These are kids who who did not have problems in their formative years. Uh, they, I mean, they did not have uh, violent problems. They didn't show any behavior disorder. But around the age of 14, 15, or 16, they developed anxiety, usually with some depression. Uh, they went, uh, they they were diagnosed with depression. were given uh, anti, SSRI antidepressants, and unfortunately, they, they are, these are people who are intolerant to them. I believe and and so uh they developed homicidal ideation and suicidal ideation disaster happened i mean and 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 everyone has known this that this possibility exists anybody who ever bought prozac or or you know filled a prescription for a, an antidepressant you get an insert that warns you saying that in some cases it can cause uh suicidal ideation or homicidal ideation especially with teenage boys and, and so what I what I proposed to the APA doctors, to the psychiatrists, was that they they never give an antidepressant to a teenage boy unless you first do some inexpensive lab work to find out whether they're intolerant to it. Yeah. That's... I think I think that's the answer to school shootings. I mean, it's going to take forever to ever get rid of the guns in the United States. There's 300 million of them. And trying to identify people with mental problems who shouldn't have a gun, I don't think that's going to work because it would take forever and probably couldn't really be done efficiently. But I think this is a simple solution for it.
1: I mean, and that's in a way, I mean, it's very profound and it's also kind of scary that, to think that that's been happening. Um, so so for, for some people, then it sounds like possibly multivitamins could have pr- really bad effects as well.
2: Exactly right. Uh, you can't do a one-size-fits-all. And because uh, nutrient overloads can cause more mischief than, than deficiencies, uh, yeah, um, uh, if you just stuff a person full of vitamins, minerals, and amino acids, you 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 might be making them a lot worse. Uh, for example, if they're uh, if a person has a uh, iron overload or a copper overload, or or if they're over methylated, uh, there's a number of nutrients that, if in excess, can really mess up your brain function and cause all kinds of disorders.
1: Now, how quickly do you see results from the therapeutic interventions that you've been trying?
2: Depends on the imbalance. Uh, if a person has a pyral disorder, uh, people usually get better within within a week, um, and especially if they have behavior problems. And we've had many violent children who just transformed quickly to the amazement of their families. Uh, however, if they have a metal metabolism disorder, metal metabolism, they usually start getting better by week three, and it's and and you the job is done around after six after I'm sorry after about six or eight weeks. A methylation disorders are more more, more difficult and, and slower. It is a slower response. And very often it takes three or four months to, to um, normalize a methylation disorder.
1: Okay. So, and, and what is a pyrrole disorder? If you could just sort of summarize that for people listening.
2: Well, pyrrole disorder is something that most people haven't heard of. and uh, However, it's getting more and more uh, pressed lately because so many people have this. It's a genetic disorder. It has to do with the biochemistry, something going wrong in your spleen and in your bone marrow. And and now everybody has some pyrroles. Pyrrole is a complicated molecule that everybody has in their body. It's it's what you call uh, it's 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 a um, chemical that is a byproduct of of important reactions, like when your body makes hemoglobin. It might be A plus B makes hemoglobin plus pyrroles. For that's just a simple example, but. Uh, So have no no, um, real purpose in the body, so it just gets cleared out of the body. And we all have some of it. Uh, We know the normal level of it. But some people, because of a genetic problem, might have 10 or 15 times too many pyrrols. And what they do is they they strip B6 and zinc out of your bloodstream. And that can cause extreme mental and physical problems. And that's what pyrrole disorder is, and it's... uh, present in about 10 percent of human beings and in in people with uh, schizophrenia for example it's around 30 percent we now know that autistics uh, it's around 35 to 40 percent in autism depression it's around 18 percent so there's different it's a fairly high incidence in in a lot of uh, mental disorders
1: yeah I, i mean it's it Incredible. It's, it's really incredible. I, I mean, so, so what, it, like nowadays, what, what, what is your focus on really? Are you, are you focusing on treating more? I mean, I know you're doing a lot of research, but what's, what's the main focus in your work right now?
2: Well, we are doing research, and we're focusing on epigenetics, which is a, a new, extraordinarily exciting science that yeah. really tells a lot about how to help people with these problems but and, and how to regulate uh, neurotransmission. Uh, but uh, my main focus now is in training doctors, um, and when I when I left the APA, I was uh, deluged with a number of psychiatrists who heard my talk, and they want to know how to do this. Uh, next month, in October, in Oakbrook, Illinois, uh, my group will be training 46 doctors, including more than a dozen psychiatrists, and, and training them how to do these blood tests and how to normalize chemistry with nutrients. Uh, now, nutrients work in harmony with drugs; they work in harmony with counseling. Which is, you know, really convenient. And, and we often have people do both together. Uh, but training doctors is something we've been doing for 15 years. Um, uh, we, we, we've trained doctors in Australia, in, um, Norway. We, we have an international training program for physicians to learn how to do these kinds of therapies. Basically, natural therapies. How to help people with, 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 uh, brain, uh, disorders. Um, which might be as simple as a, 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 a person with a, a big temper, obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, depression, schizophrenia. Um, how to do it? How to how to help people with by by balancing their brain chemicals without using drugs, and and it works really nicely together with drugs. For example, with schizophrenia, we, our science has not advanced to the point where we where we can do it completely with nutrients. So what we do is we insist they stay on some level of medication and do our treatment and do both treatments together. And many of these people can get their, their medication levels so low that they don't have side effects. And that's not a bad way for them to go through life if they can become okay again.
1: Sure. I, and of course, and that makes sense to me too, because there are so many factors that can affect... You know nutrients in your body, obviously, other than what you're eating and what you're i mean, your environment, toxins in the environment. You know, even uh, traumatic experiences, like all that stuff, can affect how that how your brain is processing and your body is processing. So, it, I, I would assume that in the modern world, there is got to be, in a lot of cases, a limit to what you can do with natural stuff. So that's great, though, is if you can work on that symbiotic relationship. And it's when I when I'm dealing with people who have Crohn's disease. I'm always, that's what I always tell them is like, look, you can do your diet and your and stuff. It's not going to affect the medicines that you're taking. And on your own time, if you want, you can decide to, you know, try to lower medicines and see what happens. But I, I think that it's, it's, a, it's really good that you're not out there saying, like, oh, don't take any medicines. Like, just do it the natural way. <laughs> I think that's, that's, Oh, very-
2: actually, um, uh, uh, antidepressants, SSRIs have helped millions of people. I've, I've had, I've had hundreds of people tell me that antidepressants, uh, help them greatly, and in a few cases, save their lives. So uh, it's just that I think there's a better way to do this. And as, as brain science advances, we're learning how to how to fix these problems without having to resort to a drug. And I'm convinced that as uh, as brain science advances, the need for psychiatric medication is going to fade away. And we'll learn how to normalize the brain without using foreign molecules. Not putting foreign molecules in their brain, but learn how to, how to normalize the brain without doing that.
1: I, I like that label, foreign molecules. Um, all right. So, so thank you for all of this amazing information. But, so the last question that I always like to ask on these interviews is what would you say is your top three pieces of advice for people who want to be more effective in whatever they do? And this doesn't have to just be from nutrient power, of course, but you know, anything that you can give as three pieces of advice.
2: Well, first of all, I think people need to um, um, have a really healthy, high-quality diet, nutrient-dense foods. They need to make sure they exercise their bodies and also exercise their brains, especially as they get older. And I, I think if they have a, uh, a problem that has to do with uh, with their brain function, whether it's memory or with a temper problem or depression or anxiety, uh, I think they need to do to learn what their basic biochemistry is. I would recommend they would go to a, a, a doctor specialist physician who who can um, identify what might have gone wrong and, and correct it in a natural fashion.
1: Can, uh, can, you, can you just, on that one point, can you say, like, if you were to go to your doctor, what test would you ask for?
2: Well, uh, it would have to be a doctor that knows how to interpret these tests. Right. But... It would, it would include, I would want to do a, 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 a pyrrole, a urine pyrrole test. I'd want to do plasma zinc, serum copper, serum serum plasmin. I'd certainly want to uh, study methylation, and that can be done There's a couple of methylation tests that can determine whether a person is over-methylated or under-methylated. We're now learning that it has so much to do with, with human functioning, especially with the advances in the field of epigenetics, which is dominated by methylation. Um, I, I think that uh, there's a, there's a lot that can be studied about a human being, but really you have to find out who you are, who you are biochemically, and and also I think it helps in socializing with people to recognize that people are intrinsically different. You know, some people say, "Well, why can't they be like we are? Why are they like that?" And and they can't. Most people can't help it. They act out who they are. If they have a bad temper, uh, even obsessive compulsive disorder. Some people are narcissistic, and it's biochemical. They don't choose to be selfish; it's their biochemistry. And a lot of these things can be corrected.
1: Okay, and I think I cut you off at two. So you have a third one. Well, I thought I did three. Oh, um, did you? I'm I, sorry. Then I think I guess there, you rolled that third one in there. I apologize.
2: diet, diet exercise for the body and brain, and the third was to try to uh, identify biochemically okay. if you have a problem.
1: Wonderful. I, okay,
2: I could give you five or six of you. Want.
1: No, no, that's 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 wonderful. So, uh, the best place for people to find—we're going to put all these links in the show notes, of course. But what's the best place for people to find out more about the work you're doing? And um, of course, we're going to link to the book. But what's your best website?
2: Our website is uh, www.walshinstitute.org. O-R-G. We're we're a public charity. We're a very dedicated group, um, and uh, we have a lot of information there, and that will give you a link to a lot of other websites and other information. We have a lot of, uh, um, you can see a lot of lectures, a lot of information. But I, I wrote this book, Nutrient Power, a couple of years ago, and it's uh, it's been a bestseller on Amazon at times. Uh, and really, the, the title, Nutrient Power, I, I selected that carefully because I, I think that's what doctors and scientists and the population needs to know is that Nutrients can have great power in helping people if it's done very scientifically and carefully. And, and uh, the impact of nutrients on brain function is massive. And it's just a matter of learning how to do it. Um, and so the, so the book Nutrient Power is something I wrote uh, both for scientists but also for the general public. I tried to write it in such a way that, that, that scientists and, and medical people would be interested in it, but also that the general public could read it and get a lot from it, too.
1: Yeah, and it is a really, really good book, Uh, and it's not a difficult read. So I I highly recommend everybody check it out. And uh, Dr. Walsh, thank you so much for your time. This has been really amazing, and I really appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you, Ari.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Felix here. Thanks for taking the time to listen in, and we hope you're enjoying the podcast. We always like to hear your feedback. Please make sure to check out the blog at lessdoing.com where you can find out about Ari's elite group coaching mastermind group, as well as the Less Doing University, which has over 100 hours of video content and a question and answer forum too. Also, if you love the show, please take a moment to leave us a positive review on iTunes. Thanks a lot and we'll see you next week.